This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 25. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thanks for listening today, everyone. Before we jump into the show today, I want to tell you all about an excellent resource that will help guide you to early retirement. You've heard me talk about early retirement quite a bit on the show. If you remember session 19, I interviewed Dylan Redling. He and his wife, Allison, are both those early retirees that live in Northern California. Dylan has developed a course called How to Retire Early in Six Easy Steps. I personally went through the course and it was extremely helpful. It really opened my eyes and made me realize early retirement could be possible for the Hill family too. If you're serious about early retirement, please go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash retire to check out this course taught by Dylan, the early retirement guru. For being a Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast listener, you'll get 10% off of that course if you use the coupon code MKM-10. So go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash retire and insert the coupon code MKM-10. Okay, let's jump into today's show. Life is precious, my friends. One day, we're spending quality time with our family and making beautiful memories together. And the next day, we're diagnosed with inoperable stage four brain cancer. I don't say this to be flippant. I say this because we truly do not know what tomorrow will bring. In an effort to protect our families against the unexpected, we'll be discussing life insurance today. I've spent a lot of time on Reddit and other forums reading stories about families that have been struck with the death of a spouse. Not only does this take an immense emotional toll on the family, it takes a huge financial one as well. For those that are prepared and have life insurance in place, the stories are sad, but but they're hopeful. I was reading one the other day about a 30-year-old man who has cancer, and the doctors have given him 12 months to live. A few years prior to his diagnosis, he had picked up life insurance. Because of his proactivity, his wife and daughter will have a half a million dollars after all of their debts and mortgage are paid off if he passes away. There are also stories on the other side of the coin, families with a breadwinning spouse that recently passed away that are now stuck with no income. So today, let's all prepare for the unexpected together. I invited Jen Fowler from SelectQuote to talk to us today about life insurance. There are a lot of insurance providers out there. I specifically invited SelectQuote because I'm partial to them, given that Nicole and I used them for our first policy when we got married. I like them because they look at rates and coverage on your behalf and get you the best overall policy. It's like booking travel with Expedia or Kayak where you get a bunch of options, but for the life insurance world. (laughs) Jen and I dive into everything you want to know about life insurance. Questions like, who needs life insurance? What's the difference between term and whole life insurance? That's a big one. Uh, 
And how much coverage do I actually need? If you haven't purchased a life insurance policy yet, or you have a policy in place already, and you just want to make sure you're properly covered, please listen to this episode. You and your family are going to be happy that you did. Okay, let's jump into my interview with Jen Fowler from SelectQuote. Hi, Jen. How's it going? It is going great today. Thank you, Mr. Hill. Thanks for having uh, uh, joining us today. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and the company you represent? Certainly. Uh, my name is Jen Fowler. I'm a CLU and an LUTCF. That means I have some industry designations. I work for SelectQuote. In fact, I've been an agent since February of 1981, and I'm licensed in 48 states plus D.C. Excellent. Very cool. So... Jen, I, I have an ulterior motive while, you've, while I've got you on the call today. I, I purposely invited you to talk about life insurance today, and I know that's where you guys specialize at SelectQuote, and uh, the goal would be to learn a little bit about life insurance, why people need it, and things like that. So I'm going to fire some questions at you, just as if uh, I hadn't gotten life insurance yet, and hopefully you can help us out today. Does that sound good? Terrific. Absolutely. I'm ready for you. Sir. Excellent. Cool. So... Why does someone need life insurance? Well, really, final expenses are something that most people need money for. Many can pay for that final expense out of cash, but most uh, don't have enough on hand, or many don't have enough on hand. So final expenses become kind of the first thing that people think about for life insurance if you don't have ready cash for burial or cremation, things like that. The other uh, piece of the puzzle is often debt coverage. Um, someone may have a lot of debt that they can manage as a couple, but not so much if there were just one of them. And that kind of brings us to the idea of a need for income. Maybe paying off a bill is one thing, but then there's uh, the ongoing income that is lost. And life insurance can replace that. Very cool. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so... I, I know life insurance makes sense for certain people at certain periods of their lives. Who who needs life insurance? It, does a does somebody in college need life insurance? Does somebody who's well in you know well into their retirement need life insurance? Is it somewhere in the middle? Who, who's like the who's the main person or the main target that's that's looking for the life insurance at this point in their lives? We sell more life insurance to young um, marrying couples and young. Uh, couples that are in relationships, particularly those who have children, that's probably the most common time, especially for a young man to buy life insurance is when he gets married. A young woman tends to wait until she's about to have a child statistically, but uh, some of that has evaporated uh, since the old days. Really everyone who has kids or has a joint income and has a need for that kind of coverage typically jumps on board and looks into life insurance. You mentioned the very wealthy or someone who perhaps has quite a bit. Do they need life insurance? Well, they may for estate tax concerns. There's such a thing as estate taxes for those who are very well off. And then again, someone who's got adequate resources and really only needs burial, they may not need a life insurance policy. They could use their own assets to pay for final expenses if they don't have others really relying on their income, so to speak. Okay. So you mentioned relying on the income. That's that's a major piece, at least for my life right now. My wife stays at home with the kids and she doesn't work. She used to uh, up until about two years ago. So obviously if I were to pass away early, life insurance would be a big deal for us. Do I... 
does my wife need life insurance and she stays at home? What do you think about that, Jen? Well, she does unpaid jobs every day, and you will likely need to take some time off to be home for a grieving family that's used to having a parent nearby. So those unpaid jobs of uh, babysitting or cleaning or cooking, or even uh, those who have part-time jobs have some uh, income coming in. But generally speaking, it's about your loss of income. I say the breadwinner is easy to insure because it's quite clear that his income will disappear if he passes away. But in the event of the death of a spouse who normally is home caring for kids or just taking care of a business, uh, that uh, party whose loss occurs, if that party dies, then the time off taken by that key breadwinner is a real detriment to their uh, income. If you, for example, were to lose your wife, you'd certainly want to be home and caring for those kids, uh, not like a vacation, but just in uh, grief council and uh, setting up a new world without her. It would be best if you had enough income to do some part-time work perhaps for a while and maybe take off for a short term uh, in the very beginning. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and if I did the part-time for a little while and then went back to work, I've got Mm -hmm. some young kids, so the constant uh, care or the assistance of somebody, you know, picking up the kids at 3 p.m., I'm still working until 6, you know, I I, got to have that type of support, so that makes a lot of sense, okay. A lot um, of adjustments, a lot of changes for the Hill family. If, absolutely, uh, there there definitely would be. Yeah, we're we're trying our best to prepare here, and that's it's mm-hmm. like another ulterior motive of having you on the on the call today, Jen. Mostly for my preparation, but but everybody else is is listening as well. <laughs> so I understand there are a couple different types of life insurance you can get, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Do you guys focus on term life insurance at Select Quote? Term life insurance is the more common need for the bulk of. Americans. Uh, If we were looking at permanent insurance, it's sometimes called whole life or universal life or universal variable life. Those are products that are designed to be in force no matter how long you live. Term insurance is more in place if you die early on. So that's kind of the gist of the difference between the two. Term is for if you die early on during a real critical time in uh, raising kids and such Whole life or permanent insurance is for when you die, no matter how long you live, and may be needed if there's, you know, a handicapped child or an estate tax need for a very wealthy individual, that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I've I've heard a lot from from folks in the personal finance world and just other people I've spoken to that term life insurance sometimes is the better buy for your money. Do you do you guys agree with that, or I guess you you're on both sides of the fence, just depending on the situation. Now, I wholeheartedly agree. There are very few occasions where someone really needs permanent insurance. It's that rare one where there is a long-term need because of a handicapped family member or an estate tax for someone who has upwards of nearing $10 million in estate uh, value. So those are the pretty unusual situations where a permanent policy may really be a big help. But most of us need a ton of term insurance if something happens early on. Eventually, mortgages are gone kids grow up and have their own jobs and high blood pressure and gray hair and we don't need that life insurance for the very very long run we need it for this critical time when we're in the trenches as a mom and a dad raising kids okay all right i just want to that was a good question it also is a good mm-hmm. uh, um, um 
reminder for me and makes me feel better about some cho- choices that I've made already or with my term life insurance. So thank you. <laughs> you did the right thing. This term is very inexpensive. Any extra money you have, you put that in that college fund, in the retirement fund for the Hills so that one day you'll have accumulated wealth to save the day instead of just life insurance in these early stages, saving the day for one of you. And whether you're a married couple, an unmarried couple, a gay couple, if you're raising kids and relying on one another for income, probably life insurance would help uh, solve some of the problems that are created in the unexpected death of, of that partner. Excellent. Well, that's, that's, great. that's great advice. So if I'm looking into coverage of how much term life insurance I needed, what, what's like a good rule of thumb that uh, people use to see how much coverage is needed? Or do you guys have any resources that, that could help people figure that out? You know, it's pretty short and sweet. You pay off all the bills, current and anticipated, and then you set aside enough money for income for as long as it's needed. So once you've paid off a home or uh, anticipated college funds, then the need is typically income. We do have excellent resources on selectquote.com. There's also an extremely good independent website called Life Happens. Um, Suze Orman, um, Financial Peace University, each of those areas have pretty well-tooled toolboxes that will help us figure out how much life insurance we need. But quite honestly, life underwriters and widows and widowers really think the same way. What are we going to do with this money? First of all, we need to pay some bills off or accumulate some savings for an anticipated need like college expense. And then we need income. We need so much per month of take-home pay times so many years. And you can literally do the math and come out just a little ahead of need. And it's always better to be just a little ahead of need than, you know, leave yourself short. That's great advice. And then providing income. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I've... uh... I've had the chance to take that Financial Peace University course at my church, mm-hmm. and um, I, I really enjoyed it. And obviously, Dave Ramsey speaks highly about term life insurance over permanent or whole, just based on on, on the other things that he teaches. So I'm a big, I'm sure a big fan of that as well. So, in fact, I took the course myself uh, this year as well. Oh, People great. made fun of me. They're like, Jen, you know all about money and insurance and things. Why do you take this course instead of teaching it? And I just felt there was always something to be learned from any uh, any organization that has those same attributes that I kind of purport, which is, uh, you know, get money saved, pay off debt, uh, build some wealth for yourself in the future for your retirement, and make sure you have adequate insurances for the disasters like, you know, auto insurance in the event of a liability claim and life insurance in the event of the death of an income earner or one who's caring for kids. That's great. That's great. That's a good reminder mm-hmm. and uh, always good to uh, continue your education, even if it's areas that you're very familiar with. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it. And you're kind of in a group setting, you know, where you're all learning together. So that's a nice experience as well. Absolutely. Speaking of um, other people who have uh, been uh, affected by you know, their personal finance plans or, uh, or, or insurance in general. Have you heard from any of your clients on how having life insurance has affected their lives? I, I give you an example. I was on Reddit um, a couple months ago, and I read this, this post by this woman who, mm-hmm. this is sort of the, the sad portion of the story. She says, my husband died. Mm-hmm. He was 37. He had a seizure, which led to his third heart attack. And he 
he has just started a new job and there's no life insurance and they have three kids right. under six and the youngest is about to be six months old. She says she's a stay-at-home mom. She feels so lost right now, but she's got to be strong for her kids. Obviously, this is a horrible situation to be in and the situation we're trying to prevent by having this conversation. Do mm -hmm. you have any stories like this, maybe on the positive side, where people have gotten their life insurance and have been in a better way than they could have been? You know, there are many individuals who've been helped by life insurance. Fast forwarding, you know, to the end of life for any one of us, life insurance can come along and save the day. I lost a young brother-in-law at age 24 in a head-on automobile accident. I lost another brother-in-law to, of all things, uh, taking his own life. Mm. And with each of those occasions, the life insurance was able to pay to keep those widows in their own world, even though they were very young, one just 19, the other one 24 years of age, one had a year and a half old child, in fact, in the very next room. And that life insurance was able to come in and save the day and provide uh, assets to pay bills, uh, buy jeans and uh, pay rent and make sure that the utilities were paid because those life policies were just plain money, tax-free to the beneficiary. Wow, in those a are... simple nutshell, uh, life insurance will come in when nothing else really seems to be coming in. Wow. Those are two very real personal examples. Thank you so much for sharing mm -hmm. those, Jen. I, um, yeah. I mean, not only those are examples uh, that uh, you've, you know, been associated with at work, but those are in your own, in your own home and your own family. Mm -hmm. Thank you very, very much for sharing those. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 
to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Um, and those of us who are financial uh, gurus have to remember not to just, you know, say that we're doing things, but really do them. Just like taking our courses at Financial Peace, doing annual budgets, annual reviews, take a look each month at what you're spending and where that money's going. Good for you being a champion of this unusual cause. Well, thank you. Just trying to spend everything they have. <laughs> Good I'm job. Tr- I'm trying to be trying to be weird, as they say. You know, do the opposite, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so if you, I uh, basically uh, have done the right thing in making sure that people are aware of this sort of thing too, and I have to appreciate that. Thank as you, well, Mr. Hill. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Jen. So if if I if I want to get life insurance, what's the typical process? Do I need to go to my own doctor and get a physical or how how does the process typically work? You know, many of the life carriers that we represent provide life insurance up to a half million with no exam. This is unheard of until these last few years. And so we can write rather sizable policies without an exam for the youngest and healthiest among us. Also, if you do need an exam, an insurance carrier wants an independent examiner. They hire, in fact, a separate company, not even their own staff members, to uh, provide a third-party exam, height, weight, blood pressure, a small urine and blood sample. But it all starts with a beginning conversation, usually a phone call to someone here at Select Quote. We take on some health and lifestyle questions, and we determine which carrier is exactly right for the customer, which one is the best of the best for their particulars. And then uh, we'll have an examiner bring out the forms and do that brief uh, 30-minute or so exam right away. In around three to eight weeks, the policy decision is made by the insurance carrier, and they have a life insurance policy in hand in most occasions. Great. And if I'm doing the term, that that can be... Um, I guess, what what are the types of terms you can choose? Is it um, anywhere from 10 years to 50 years? Or what's, what's the typical terms you can choose if you go through a, a term life policy? Nearly everyone purchases something along the lines of a 10, 15, or maybe 20-year term guaranteed rate. In other words, when you buy the policy, you're that exact price for the next 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, or even as many as 30 years or longer. Most of us need life insurance during the youthful age of our children and during the times in which we would need to pay off a mortgage or pay off some school bills. Uh, That's the better uh, way and the least expensive. The shorter the term, the less expensive it is. Hmm. And the longer you want to guarantee that rate, of course, we're creeping out into life expectancy. Hmm. So if you need a 30-year term, it'll be more than it would be for a 10-year term. At young ages, though, when you're in your 20s and 30s, there's very little difference, really, between a 10-year and a 30-year product. You get a little bit older and you're in your 40s or 50s, it's more difficult to get uh, and pay for that longer-term term insurance. It's a little more expensive. Got it. So I'm, if I'm looking to get the best deal and for some reason if I'm listening to the show and I'm in my young 20s, mm-hmm. go out and get it 
as soon as possible because the older you get, the more That's expensive right. it's going to be. Is that right? That's right. And you may as well get a 30-year term. If you're in your 20s or 30s, you'll have that policy just one time. And in fact, uh, it'll be guaranteed at that same rate all the way out for the whole 20 or 25 or 30 years. Okay. So let's say, this is, this is an odd question, maybe, maybe not an odd question. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm not in a good... Um, physical shape or or mm-hmm. let's say I've just learned that I've had, I have cancer and I, I want to have some sort of coverage for my family. Do I have any options whatsoever or is it just going to be, uh, you know, crazy expensive for me to have something to protect my family? You know, in most states, you're still able to get insurance right away. Maybe a standard plan even with certain kinds of cancers or perhaps a modified plan where there may be a couple of years in which it would just refund premiums plus maybe 20% uh, additional back to a beneficiary. But after the second year, those guaranteed issue policies are enforced just like any other insurance. So in other words, if you're not suffering a cancer that's very frightening to the insurance companies, then we may be able to get a standard policy or even perhaps a preferred policy. If, on the other hand, it's a fairly aggressive concern and the cancer is quite new and perhaps a very uh, deadly sort, you can get a guaranteed issue policy in most states and you'll have that up to perhaps 25000 or so that would be better than nothing. Right. You can also get a, an accident policy, Mr. Hill, and that way if you are killed in a car accident, you're no more likely than I am to be killed in a, you know, an automobile accident. Uh, so you can get those accident policies up to a quarter of a million to a half million, depending on the state, okay. without any proof of you know good health. So there's a way to get a little something going for just about everyone. And then after some time runs by, then we sometimes have a good swing at getting life insurance, even though you may have had a fairly aggressive uh, sort of cancer, such as breast cancer, mm-hmm. or um, you know, uh, a cancer that would normally be, you know, uh, seemingly impossible to get life insurance. If some time goes by, then underwriters are willing to reconsider uh, life insurance once you've had cancer some time ago. Okay. Okay. So it's not. Uh, it's definitely something to check into. It's not a uh, a, mm-hmm. a no go kind of situation. Okay, that's good. Let's say, for example, uh, my health status changes uh, during the time that mm-hmm. I have my life insurance. Can those benefits be taken away mm-hmm. from me? Not at all. Once you own a life policy, you're able to keep that policy providing the terms right in that policy. So if you have a 10-year policy or a 15 or a 20-year, the rate is going to be exactly the same all that time. Once you get to the end of the term, chances are the rate will go up and then go up every year thereafter. But the life insurance company can't do anything about the policy to take it away from you, raise the prices in advance of any rate guarantees. It's a unilateral contract. That means the insurance carrier has to abide by those exact terms of that policy. You, on the other hand, have the right to cancel a policy if you don't need it any longer at any time. Okay, great. So let's say I unexpectedly die early in my life. Uh, What is the typical process for my wife to collect on the life insurance? You know, she'll call her agent or the insurance carrier and let them know of your death. They'll start the process. Once she has a death certificate and in some occasions maybe an obituary, uh, they will be able to provide those tax-free proceeds to her or him in a week or so. It doesn't take long at all. 
and most folks don't even realize that life insurance is completely tax-free to most beneficiaries. Only if you had deducted it, perhaps, you know, uh, by some silly reason, you'd put it into an IRA, you know, Mm -hmm. then you would create taxation on death. But most often, life insurance is completely tax-free and received in a week or so as soon as you have a death certificate, which proves that the person has passed away. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it was tax-free. That's... Mm -hmm. That's yeah, new absolutely. knowledge for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very uh, surprising, but you know the U.S. government understands that life insurance is a very important component of a self-made um, family financial situation. Mm-hmm. Rather than relying on charity or having to go to perhaps you know a church or some other organization to try to help them make ends meet. The person that makes the decision to buy life insurance supports themselves and doesn't become a burden on society. That's great. That's great. Well, mm-hmm. the government's doing something right there. That's good. <laughs> so you you had mentioned um, that you you know as times pass you you might decide to cancel your policy. It would that would that factor into a financial situation change? Like for example, my wife and I have the goal of paying off our mortgage in the next year. And mm-hmm. we're going to be very excited about when that happens. Obviously, there's still going to be a lot of bills to pay and, and, and things that we want to do as a family. At what point in someone's life might they not need their life insurance anymore? What, what financial situation might they need to be in? Well, you know, uh, Mr. Hill, when you bought your life policy, you thought you might need it for a certain amount of time. And uh, even though you've reached a point at which your life insurance isn't really needed anymore, you can reduce it, you can cancel it, and there's no penalty at all. It doesn't affect your credit. Sometimes people think, well, I bought a 30-year term and I don't want to quit earlier. It'll affect my credit. Not at all. It doesn't hurt a thing. It isn't even a part of the credit equation. If you choose to cancel a policy in the future, it doesn't have any penalty at all. And in fact, it may be that you just need to modify it, lower the face amount. Many carriers will do that without any charge. Some will, some won't, but it sometimes is an option as well that you purchase a million-dollar policy when you're young. You get your kids out of the house. You still have maybe a quarter of a million dollar mortgage. You want to make sure there's some income for your spouse, so you add it, drop it down maybe to a half million instead of a full million without the insurance company having to go through any exams or anything. And you're still the age that you were back when you bought the policy. It's a surprising uh, benefit to be able to lower that down. Also, if you have adequate resources that there's not really a need for coverage anymore, Plain old cash on hand can be used for final expenses and then start putting away that money that you were spending on life insurance and accumulate even more savings. Does that answer your question? Absolutely, it sure does, Jen. (laughs) This is a great conversation. I am learning a ton. So, Jen, Jen, we're getting close to the end of our time here. I, I really appreciate you spending the time with us and helping to educate everybody on how life insurance can help their family situation and make sure that they're they're planning for the unexpected. And um, if if someone is interested in learning more about getting a quote for life insurance, what is the best route that they can take? Anyone can look up or call Select Quote either online through SelectQuote.com or toll free for our general number, 800 343 1985. In fact, that's the year in which Select Quote was founded, and so our toll-free number includes it, 800 343 
1985 and now oh. I'm a personal agent. <laughs> Somebody was on that in the marketing department, I think, when they bought that number, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> That's right. I think they were looking at it carefully for sure. And same with the Dominion, uh, the domain as well. I'm sure they were looking for selectquote.com for the same reason. There you go. But we also have a personalized uh, attention because they'll get a local um, locally licensed agent to manage their case from beginning to end. So they'll be able to call us or email us anytime with questions. They don't get a different person every time they call in, although we do have some staff members, some case specialists that walk that life insurance through the system and make sure that we get doctor records and answers to particular underwriting questions. We have some staff in the background that are working hard to make sure that the doctors aren't sitting around on those uh, attending physician statements or uh, not getting the answers up to the underwriters. So even though you have a personal agent, you even have some additional staff that SelectQuote keeps on hand to take great care of uh, the process and make it as fast as humanly possible. That's our goal, to put life insurance in force as quickly as humanly possible and to do it with a smile and uh, take care of the questions along the way. Excellent. Well, that's that's got to feel pretty good to have a career that helps people and um, helps them to, to plan for the unexpected. So I've learned a ton yeah. today, and I hope everybody else uh, takes away something from it too. So thank you again. I appreciate it. <laughs> take good care. That was a very good overview of all things life insurance. Thanks so much, Jen. If you don't have life insurance, I implore you to take some action today. Please protect your family. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. You don't have to work with SelectQuote if you don't want to. Work with whichever agency you'd like. SelectQuote is just a group that I've used and I trust. When you do get that life insurance, please... Please only get term life insurance. Unless you have a very special situation like Jen described, term life insurance is going to be your best buy. You'll get more coverage for less cost with term versus whole. If you have whole, permanent, variable, any of those other life insurance versions, take this opportunity now to investigate how your rates and coverage would compare if you had term life insurance instead. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at how much money you'll save each month and how much more coverage you're going to receive. Lastly, if you already have insurance, check to make sure you're properly covered. For a quick resource on determining how much coverage you need, I've included a link to a life insurance calculator at marriagekidsandmoney.com session 25. I'll have all the other links and resources for the show at that link as well. I wanted to take a moment to say a big thank you to the listeners of the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. I appreciate you helping to grow this podcast by leaps and bounds each month. In March, we had nearly 1,600 downloads. I was so pumped to see those numbers. Super cool. This fun hobby has turned into something that people really enjoy, and I'm getting some great feedback too. So thank you. If you're not a subscriber just yet, go to iTunes or Google Play and join us. Doesn't cost you anything. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Benjamin Disraeli. I am prepared for the worst, but hope for the best. Let's take some action and protect our families, everyone. Carpe diem. Carpe diem.